0: G'day, mate, 40 here. So I got up this morning just after 4am, had to be all limber and ready to watch uh, the United States tackle Iran to get into the knockout stage in the World Cup, which started at 6am Sydney time. And uh, when I logged on, I saw, and I checked Twitter, I saw that uh, Colin Dell had said, Sometimes I think Luke Ford is the last sane man on the internet, and then I remember he's an Aussie Aussie bro laughing as a Jew. thought, that's a nice thing to say. And then I thought a lot of people are reasonably sane. Perhaps in part because they have a large Segment of their life, it is non-rational. Right, man does not live on reason alone. And nationalism is largely a, a state of mind. It's not necessarily the most rational thing, but it's a it's a bond that you feel with members of your nation. And scholars of nationalism often say that. Nationalism can be best understood by looking at songs, looking at poetry, looking at effusions of emotion rather than rational theses. And so, too, the best marriages I've noticed people tend to have highly irrational views of their spouse. They believe that they're their wife for 50 years is the most beautiful woman in the world. And I've seen the scientific surveys that, you know, having a vast overestimation of the value and worth of your spouse is one of the predictors for a lasting marriage. And I think about the enormous you know, emotion that I get from being a supporter of the Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Dodgers, or... The American soccer team, or the Australian cricket team, right? That's, that's non-rational. There's no reason that I should give a toss about what these professional athletes do, but it, it moves me emotionally. When Tony Romo, uh, an undrafted free agent, became the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, right? That was, that was moving to me. And that's non-rational even irrational that I should be so emotionally affected by Tony Romo so I think for a lot of us that we benefit from having a substantial portion of our life that is irrational it's non-rational so it makes life a little more magical and enchanted like And you see more to reality than is really there. Now, of course, this can get you into trouble. So, I'm talking about using these things in an adaptive way. But, you know, a lot of religious faith is non rational, even irrational. National feelings, sporting feelings, having a vast overestimation of the relative value or qualities of your spouse frequently non-rational even irrational so I think some of us like need room to play even to laugh and to indulge in the non-rational and the irrational and uh, and then that, that then you know, facilitates being rational in other areas of your life. So, for example, you may not want to study music critically; you may just want to enjoy music. So, some people, when they break down the notes and they study music critically, or they study poetry critically, or they study the Bible critically, it removes the enjoyment. And so, many people find the Bible more enjoyable, more emotional experience. They believe that every word came from God. Many people get more enjoyment from music if they don't critically analyze it, or from movies, or from TV, or from novels. Like Sam Bankman fried talked about how he never read books. He thought anyone who had written a book was a loser because he could probably have summed up the point of his book in a six-paragraph blog post. But uh, a journey a journey through a book is the, is the point, it's not necessarily the upshot, it's not necessarily the destination. It's the pleasure that you, you get along the journey. And we need pleasure in life. We need uh, joy in life. And that frequently comes from the non-rational and the irrational. And uh, for example, I'm not taking bus 374, which is the fastest way to get where I want to go. I like taking light rail, even though it's going to delay me 20, 30 minutes. I just like the slow, pleasant, light rail journey rocking me back and forth. I'm not in any rush. About 12.40 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon here in Sydney. And I'm just gonna irrationally, non-rationally, and rationally make my way to Circular Quay next to the Sydney Opera House. And maybe I'll take a ferry to Parramatta and I intend to enjoy the journey. It's not just about getting to Parramatta. In fact, there's nothing in Parramatta of which I'm aware of that I want to see. I just want to enjoy what I believe is the longest ferry ride in the uh, Sydney ferries. A nice, leisurely 30-minute jaunt up to the Parramatta River. So just because someone may be laughing in one area of their life and I don't accept that uh, I'm LARPing as a Jew conversion to Orthodox Judaism is very demanding and it remains an integral part of my life for way more than 20 years now most of my friends are Orthodox Jews I spend uh, most of my social time with Orthodox Jews and in Orthodox institutions doing Orthodox rituals participating in orthodox study of Torah having meals with orthodox Jews all right, it's a high intensity, high demand religion it's not something that you can just lop at all right? you spend so much time in synagogue so much time around other orthodox Jews that if it was just a lop for you people would just see through it in a second But even if you do have things that you laugh at doesn't mean that the rest of your life can't be serious and effective and rational and clear. There's a time for love and a time for hate. There's a time for reason and a time for non-reason. There's a time for lo- love, joy, peace. There's a time for anxiety and fear and revenge. For everything there is a season and a purpose under heaven there're all these little places in Sydney where you're in the middle of the city and then suddenly you, you go down some stairs like over here and you just descend into some kind of lush tropical paradise Good 840 here. We're on the ferry to Parramatta, leaving Sydney Harbour behind, Sydney Opera House. Anyway, I was just listening to Robert Wright interview with Eric Alterman, the left-wing 25-year Nation magazine media columnist, a PhD in history, a professor of English and journalism. And he was talking about how the United States is not a democracy, it's an oligopoly. And uh, maybe you didn't hear, but uh, Putin's Russia is not a proper democracy. Maybe you heard that uh, China is a dictatorship. But uh, many nations are a combination. In fact, all nations, all nation states are a combination of different forms of government. So the United States is elements of democracy. It has elements of oligopoly, it has elements of dictatorship, it probably has elements of aristocracy, it has all sorts of different elements, so it's not like it's either a democracy or an oligopoly or a dictatorship, it's all three. And when it comes to foreign policy, the United States president is... Essentially a dictator. He has all the rights of King George III. Uh, Joe Biden has said three times the United States would militarily intervene if China tries to take Taiwan. No, most Americans don't support the shedding of American life to save Taiwan, but the foreign policy elites have already made this decision. the, The people don't get a vote on this the people of the United Kingdom were very opposed to the 2003 invasion of Iraq but England joined the fight nonetheless as Tony Blair and the Labour government decided it Australian people were not supportive of Australia joining the wars against Afghanistan and Iraq but Australia's elites made that decision and so that's how it is, right? So the element of d- democracy doesn't really decide Australia's foreign policy. There's just elements of democracy in foreign policy. And there are elements of oligopoly and there are elements of dictatorship. So too with Israel. Is Israel an apartheid state? Well, there are elements of the Israeli state and its occupation of the West Bank you could rightly call, you know, similar to apartheid. And there are elements that are not. Does uh, England have free speech? Uh, England has considerably less free speech than the United States, but more than Russia. So, just like people aren't honest, good, righteous, true, they're only honest, good, righteous, true in certain situations, and they're less honest, less righteous, less true, less fair dinkum, less kind in other situations. So too with nations. In certain situations, there'll be dictatorships, such as foreign policy crises, President Dwight Eisenhower said the United States would only survive nuclear war if it was operated as a dictatorship. So, in times of crisis, you know, dictatorial elements come to (coughs) fore in a nation-state. Other times, uh, democratic elements or oligopoly how elements come to the fore. depends yeah. on the situation. The people aren't one thing. Good day, mate, 40 Good day, mate, 40 here. 40 here. Yeah. I was just listening to Peter paramedic Zion on the UK war. Harvard. He talked about how Russia's invasion the and was imperialist, the key fascist, the opera house. and genocidal. I just want to take the longest ferry ride well, possible. I don't do think any of those descriptors are $5 accurate. 5 American, at most. I don't really think they then shed uh, important light on things. i about this Nick Quentes meeting with Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, Mitch McConnell uh, says... Uh, you know, there may be tiny has, elements uh, of imperialism. I don't really think it. You'll never be president of the United States. Just, no, there are no elements so of imperialism. Me. There are no elements... A lot of people like, like have anti-Jewish it. feelings. And to the extent that there is a genocide, right? then a genocide and is such a hotly really contested is, uh, an definitional controversy that like, professors who really specialize in genocide have fallen out with each other and stopped speaking to each other. And right? it's that highly contested. I, I think Fuentes, you know, may well be what he says. He's so, pro-Christian so he has a, a traditional view. understanding like that salvation estimate. is only through the church so the, more the, uh, more more to to the more the United States did the Ukraine prior to 2022, the more the more training Christian they did them the more they position the fact that created a minute to So yeah, the more likely it was so team European residents. And the Georgian is saying any other leader who dawned out at it slightly had the same yeah. motivation. And we're not talking about the most stable people, people here. in Ukraine as they big makes is history so, just like we're any working in West Germany. I think let's see for a long time being centralized to try to one you know, is Milo your process for the history. Germany had relationships, and it seemed to last a long, long time, and that they didn't, not exactly sure about Kanye West's history, the but, uh, it does seem to quite be quite, well quite a combustible, they predictable work. and difficult you Now, It's not that uh, national leaders so are completely irrelevant, right? No, Hitler Hitler I'm going to put time. an over-under so on like a, a month, maybe a these guys will still be working together in a month. So what's your over under for how I long these guys worked on in Europe? Them? But I my mean, life mean, would have launched genocidal war against the, church the Jews. been knocked off YouTube and the intern for Marjorie type Taylor Green. This, this is all over the matter, the case. So I'm primarily a structuralist, I look at the so structure of international relations, exactly I look at the structure of situations, the personalities. So if you take offense at Sometimes all, the personality matters. Then May not be anything to do with Tim Cook. I so, just have a problem Donald with Donald Trump's unique personality. Uh, they don't have Tim Cook made some some challenge to Kanye. He just storms yeah. off. And this is yeah, now we went around that island directly to the right. Yeah, what Tim Cook did, was off. not agree with. I yesterday, a Jewish question, and uh, Kanye took offense. So no, no, I see a lot of challenges challenges challenges. use of the term rift, so uh, not joke what do you like think a the upside is is a long video on what, what is drifting, despite popular demand, and he says so, you think this is it's good, when you promise something good, good um, and it's for the strategy of drift does have It yeah, means it's really uh, the way forward. is a, a distant home, ride in America to so so get on board with kind I don't of think rest. any meaning beyond that is particularly useful. So there's a bell, some people just kind of drive impressive. which makes them incredibly compelling live stream personalities. personalities. It makes them a lot yeah, of fun to be with. Unless they're engaging in staff, the great entertainment at the party. Staff. It's not grifting. But so definitely checking the engines, engines before of the plane takes off. Uh, fascism there, there was a political a movement that arose between World War I and World War II in Europe as a reaction to yeah, the And strikes me as a type of bloke who will pull you into his full of dysfunction. And, and my life strikes me as a type of bloke who will pull you into his whirlpool and dysfunction. And Putin doesn't want to take control of all of Ukraine. And I simply don't know enough about Nick Wentes. Just to say he only not have a long track soldiers, don't show any lange- evidence so the of trying to take control of all Ukraine. He wants to peel off a few provinces and he, and and he wants to wreck Ukraine, to so, Ukraine. so that it will be less of a threat to Russia. So I've got a some kind of launching base. Yeah. There yeah. enough people you need to invade. There are enough people you want to organize with. Milo, Nick, yeah, it didn't strike me as savvy of political mm-hmm. organizers. Yeah, I not like it. didn't strike me as lead, self-obsessed. self and They don't fit. Attention-seeking. And Key Design does he this. Types he gets in high dudgeon. after work through. together. He did this long. with January 6 protesters. He talked about the murdering policemen. And there were well, no policemen who were murdered on January 6th. So so it was one of the wonderful Out in nature, yeah, out on the river, it just kind of puts everything in perspective. Barbara, it's like looking up sky and Seeing the stars—that's something you can often do in Los the Angeles. Angeles or the, or the, smog. Uh, the police, but so there are a few days. 6. It's, not it's, 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 it's it. negative eons coming the, off the, the. Zion would talk about how the January it's 6 protesters beat you know, police first. Wildlife, so vegetation—a lot of fun to listen to. Like it's it's a been here. Also. for thousands of like years before kind of you and thousands so of fun, years so after you, fun, after you fun, kind of puts then, things in perspective and then can so so are thinking about hysterics the hysterical and attention secrets really like Kanye and Milo and, and, and it just dramatic. seems like music not be it, some things make sense and when you're alone on your computer hour after hour they're going to, to whatever place hearing. gives you the most stimulation uh, and yeah, 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 whatever yeah, personality I'm is the most entertaining place. and compelling G'day That's Tim Humphries, how right, are you mate? I'm going to hit you up, I'll be uh, up in uh, Brisbane in a couple of weeks at least for a few hours, so maybe I'll hit you up So the type of people are so entertaining and compelling and fun when you're home alone on your computer. And when you get outside, you get into God's nature. When you travel when you see the water and the trees. Right? They're no longer such a big deal. So some people wear well, like some people kind of awkward to get to know they're laconic, so a lot of my friends are laconic and they don't say they don't a lot but they wear really well so with some of my friends yeah, I do most of the talking and I provide the drama and I may provide most of the laughs and uh, they may not talk a lot but they're just solid citizens. Like they stick at their job for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 years. They stick at their marriages for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And they stick by their kids, stick by their communities, they stick by their families. So these laconic, low drama people, not the most exciting for a live stream not the most compelling showbiz personalities but they're just fair dinkum mates so I don't know Or Kanye and Milo and Nick Fuentes will they prove to be fair dinkum mates mates ships are wonderful quality So, American men in particular are going through a dearth of friendship at the moment, according to Surveys. Maybe they've got something to learn from Australian values of meadship. And this kind of me first, uh, the same levels of self promotion, like usually conducive to building friendships and community, for anything that lasts. Uh, Parramatta right, this is the this is the big smoke in Sydney after downtown it's where you got the high rises the concentration of uh, energy and money it's uh, lower socioeconomic than uh, the eastern suburbs still a lot of people and this is where this ferry ride terminates so woohoo we're heading towards the Parramatta City Center have you ever spent a November in Parramatta it's not to be missed mate Parramatta is just beautiful this time of year How would you like to live up there, just overlooking all of the beautiful Parramatta? So would you like uh, Nick Fuentes as a neighbor, Kanye West as a neighbor, or Milo Yiannopoulos as a neighbor? So what are the temperatures here? The temperatures are about 70 degrees so about 20 degrees Celsius, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Currenbong was great. So I walked all around uh, Amandale College. I walked the track from our old home on Curran's Road. We walked the track, and then the bridge over the Dora Creek, right, it's hardly there anymore. The old tree that the bridge was built on was still there. but. For about 8 feet I had to balance on approximately inch, inch and a half width of, of wood. And uh, luckily managed to pull it out without uh, falling in. Carrying all my high value electronic equipment. Thank
1: you
0: Thank you. Thank you. our college looked in really prime shape there's a 7th Adventist College and uh, gorgeous squash courts I got a brand new gym from when I was there last like all the facilities look top rate I went back to my old primary school where I went for 2nd, 3rd, 4th and 5th grade and I need to tap off here so hang on Here in magnificent Sydney Harbor. But I know what you're thinking about. Is New York City's child welfare system racist? Some of its own workers say yes. Well, most of New York City's child abuse workers are black. Most of their supervisors are black. But uh, apparently, black families in their system kill their children at seven times the rate of other families. And somehow, White racism must be to blame. Very disturbing.
1: Every day, the New York Times reads aloud a selection of stories. Thank you. I'm Andy Newman, I'm a reporter on the Metro desk, and I cover social services, which means homelessness, welfare, poverty, and things like that. This article that I'll be reading to you is about racial disparities in the child welfare system in New York City, where black families are seven times as likely as white families to be accused of neglect or abuse. Black families have long contended that the system is biased against them. It turns out that many of the city's own caseworkers think so, too. According to a survey the city commissioned, ACS workers also said that for poor families signs of poverty are often conflated with neglect and that gets a lot of people put through these very intrusive child welfare investigations needlessly. I talked to one ACS supervisor
0: Very disturbing. GMA 840 here back on Sydney Harbour listening to this disturbing article in the New York Times is New York City's child welfare system racist. Some of its own workers say yes. So apparently black families seven times more likely to be accused of uh, child abuse. must be white racism is to blame. Most of the workers are black, but uh, apparently this is a predatory system that specifically targets black and brown parents and subjects them to a different level of scrutiny. So it can't be anything wrong with the accused. It's it's not that they've done anything wrong. It must be with with the racist system. Black families seven times as likely as white families to be accused of child maltreatment. Thirteen times as likely to have their children removed. So race operates as an indicator of risk. So maybe not all groups you know equally care for their kids. Right? Maybe there's something going on with these particular families. So, apparently, there are deep seated problems affecting an agency that must balance protecting the safety of children and respecting the autonomy of families. Failure to detect signs of serious abuse can have tragic consequences. Of a series of fatal beatings last year in families known to the agencies demonstrated but families' fire in child welfare investigations for family disruptive, humiliating, and even traumatic. So, poor families poured into the agency's orbit are overwhelmingly black and Latino. The symptoms of poverty are frequently punished as signs of neglect. So, poverty correlates with higher rates of neglect and abuse. So, survey says black and brown parents are treated at every juncture as if they're not competent parents capable of providing acceptable care. Well, maybe some of them are not capable. most of the workers are black most of the supervisors are black but uh, somehow it must be white racism fault G'day May 40 here so as a white guy I have no problem recognizing that problem recognising that often Asian parents put in you know more care more devotion to their kids than white parents so
1: it would treat everybody poorly if it could and There's it was the, New simply York times. the degree of pushback that ACS gets from families what basically happens is that families who have money no surprise lawyer up know that they don't have to cooperate quite as much as a lot of families do and there are families who have been through.
0: yeah so apparently black kids are about ten times more likely to be reported to child protective services in New York City than than white kids. I suspect that white kids are more likely to be reported than East Asian kids. Kids from meaning Chinese, American, Japanese, American, Korean, American families. doesn't surprise me that uh, different groups take different levels of care for their kids.
1: The system so many times for so long that they were just kind of resigned and they let ACS run roughshod over them. Gladys Carrion, the former ACS commissioner who I interviewed for this story said that if ACS just took some of the money it spends on all of its programs and simply just gave it to families so that they could get a decent place to live buy food, pay rent that families would be a lot better off than they are now
0: So I suspect there are a lot of poor families who uh, don't abuse beat, let alone kill their kids So if you're beating your kids to a pulp. I don't think uh, poverty is the issue here.
1: She said that the agency is not going to do that. For decades, black families have complained that the city's child welfare agency, the Administration for Children's Services, is biased against them. Turns out that many of the agency's own employees agree, according to a racial equity audit the agency commissioned but never publicly released.
0: Yeah, nothing like a good racial equity audit. I think we could all do with a racial equity audit in our lives. Think how much happier we'd be. Think about how much less racist we'd be. Think about how morally superior we'd be. Okay, May 40 here, back to this New York Times analysis. 83 child homicides from 2016 to 2022 found that black children in New York City were killed by family members at about seven times the rate for white and Asian children three times the rate for Hispanic children most uh, the caseworkers in this story are black most of the leadership in the Division of Child Protection is black and yet they're absolutely torturing themselves about how are they being racist funny article
1: draft report based on a 2020 survey of more than 50 black and hispanic frontline caseworkers and agency managers in brooklyn and the bronx along with many parents and advocates described a predatory system that specifically targets black and brown parents and subjects them to a different level of scrutiny in new york's child welfare system black families are seven times as likely as white families to be accused of maltreatment and 13 times as likely to have their children removed.
0: Okay, so maybe it's not the agency, maybe it's not their procedures, Uh, maybe there's a problem in certain segments of uh, this community that's contributing this astronomical rate of uh, killing and, and abuse. 40 here so the John Howard government in Australia around 2006 investigated what was going on in the child abuse problem in aboriginal communities and upon investigation they found that some aboriginal communities every single child had been sexually molested All Right. so we hear a lot about sexual abuse problems in the Roman Catholic Church but uh, problems even greater in large swaths of the Aboriginal community and in parts of the African-American community, but that doesn't get nearly as much attention. And it's a lot more palatable to go after the Roman Catholic Church than to go after communities of color. So one way that Australia and Canada and other nations have traditionally dealt with the astronomical rates of child abuse is to take these children away from abusive homes, but uh, now that's gotten a bad name, now that's called uh, the stolen generation that these kids were stolen. Okay, so you're stealing kids away from being abused. So, there's an astronomical problem in parts of the Aboriginal community, parts of the African-American community with murdering kids, abusing kids, like at a rate far in excess what happens to, to Roma Catholics.
1: operates as an indicator of risk. The report card.
0: This is New York
1: Times. The, the survey made up deep-seated problems
0: inflicting an
1: agency that must balance protecting the safety of children and respecting the autonomy of families. A failure to detect signs of serious abuse can have tragic consequences as a series of fatal meetings last year in families known to ACS demonstrated. But families find child welfare investigations profoundly disruptive, humiliating, and even traumatic.
0: Casework. Well, maybe don't abuse your kids. Don't beat your kids. Maybe, you know, treat your kids with respect and you won't have to deal with the child protection services. What's the thought?
1: Workers making unannounced visits, strip search children looking for bruises, and peer into refrigerators and around homes for signs of bad parenting. One ACS worker in the survey compared the experience to being stopped and frisked for 60 days. For poor families pulled into ACS's orbit who are overwhelmingly black and Latino, symptoms of poverty are frequently punished as signs of neglect, the survey found. Because poverty is correlated with higher rates of neglect and abuse, It is difficult to say how much the disparities in the system can be directly linked to income or to race. But according to the survey, ACS workers and other participants said that rather than starting from a presumption of innocence, black and brown parents are treated at every juncture as if they are not competent parents capable of providing acceptable care to their children. Caseworkers said they felt pressured to push their way into people's homes and not tell parents their rights. They feel complicit in the harm that ECS can cause black and brown families, and powerless to change the system.
0: Okay, so most of the caseworkers are black, most of the supervisors are black, but uh, somehow it's white racism that's to blame for all this.
1: Most ACS caseworkers are black, as is most leadership in the agency's Division of Child Protection, the agency said. Among the reforms recommended... So
0: maybe the agency isn't terribly competent. Maybe there's a competency problem, in addition to an abuse problem, in addition to a killing children problem here.
1: By staff members in the survey was a Miranda warning law requiring that parents be immediately informed of their rights not to speak to caseworkers and not to let them in without a court order and to consult a lawyer. ACS has opposed such measures, arguing that they would make it harder for caseworkers to immediately assess whether children are safe. The draft report was obtained from the city via a Freedom of Information request by the Bronx Defenders, a non Already
0: here on the way to Parramatta listening to the New York Times. Profit
1: that represents parents in family court. The report, prepared by a consulting firm that helped governments design more racially equitable systems, was based in part on conversations with ACS workers.
0: Okay, more racially equitable systems, as though from the outset... The idea that different groups might have different life results, different uh, criminal tendencies, different earning tendencies, different education tendencies, different abuse tendencies, and different attitudes towards children, different commitments to raising children. right? The idea that different groups might have different gifts, right. that's just dismissed from the outset. That's why we need these racial equality reports.
1: Choose to participate rather than on a quantitative survey? Sid Joyce McMillan, executive director of Mac for Families, which advocates for families with ACS cases, reveals an agency targeting certain demographics using tactics based on surveillance and not the actual protecting of a child.
0: Okay, so it's the agency's fault. Yeah, they're just going after certain demographics. It's not that certain demographics commit disproportionate rates of crime and child abuse. Different values with regard to raising children, right? In Australian Aboriginal communities, all right, child abuse rates frequently range from fifty percent to one hundred percent. So, just as uh, you know, Roman Catholic churches seem to have a disproportionate rate among uh, the Christian denominations of child abuse, so too other groups have disproportionate rates. Now somewhere around here we've got to go from Sydney Harbor to the Parramatta River. This thing's the New York Times.
1: She said the report also tells us that their own workers are not comfortable doing this stuff and that they feel choked into submission. The survey comes to light amid a flurry of reports criticizing New York's child welfare systems. The State Bar Association recently declared the state's system plagued by racism. Human Rights Watch and the American Civil Liberties Union released a report in late November concluding that in New York and several other states, black children are needlessly separated from their families. The New York advisory.
0: Yeah, I bet they are needlessly separated because uh, those families aren't particularly good families. They're often horrific families, abusive families, so what about holding people responsible for their own choices? What about holding groups responsible for their own outcomes? Or are they just helpless, you know, helpless victims of uh, white supremacy? that what we're going to do. We're going to blame all behavior that's troubling by non whites. We're just going to blame that on white people. G'day, mate. 40 here. Listening to the New York Times in Sydney Harbour. The
1: U.S. Commission on Civil Rights is investigating whether child welfare authorities in the state. Violate black families' constitutional rights. The first hearing in the inquiry was held on November. 8th.
0: Yeah, it must really be primarily about constitutional rights, and possibly about you know, excessive rates of uh, bad behavior in certain communities. It must be our system. You know, why is our system so racist as to find disproportionate results among different groups? Gosh.
1: T- of the racial disparity in who gets pulled into the child welfare system is outside ACS's control. It must investigate every allegation that meets definitions of abuse or neglect.
0: Maybe we just need to change our definition of abuse so that there are fewer investigations, right? So that more of these fine families don't get disrupted and investigated for just totally ticky-tacky reasons.
1: reports can be made by anyone. Two-thirds are eventually deemed unfounded. Last year, one in 15 black children in the city was the subject of a maltreatment investigation. Only one in 111 white children was. ACS declined to answer questions about the report.
0: And the only explanation of this disparity is systemic racism. Structural racism, white supremacy, no other possible explanation. Okay, May 40 here. So there are various indigenous communities, whether in Alaska, or Australia, or Canada, or elsewhere in the world, where rates of child abuse are way above 50%, even up to 100%. And so, what's the common denominator here? Is it because there was a, you know, a Roman Catholic priest, or is it that uh, certain communities are just much more abusive than other communities? Uh, some communities take much better care of their children than other communities. Uh, maybe. Equity is just so much more important than safety. Let 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 us have an astronomical crime rate, an astronomical rate of abuse of kids, but uh, as long as there's equity, right, that's the most important thing.
1: of prevent child abuse
0: yeah, stress or bad character or certain inherited, culturally inherited, culturally developed uh, patterns of abuse towards kids, right you you go to school, you see kids from certain homes tend to work a lot harder so James Flynn, the psychologist developer of the Flynn Effect as a visiting professor in Virginia, United States, for a year, and on his cul de sac, there was a Jewish family. And after dinner, the family would all yell at each other, and then the kids would settle down to do homework. So, all three of these families are professionals. The Asian kids were quiet, they would just settle down to do homework after dinner. And then the black family, after dinner, they would go outside and play basketball, right? So, different groups tend to have different cultural practices and tend to be skilled, you know, particularly skilled, disproportionately skilled at different things. So here's the New York Times article.
1: It's America, an advocacy group. If you can't pay your rent, or you have to work three jobs and take three buses and you don't have childcare, she said, all of these things may put you on edge and maybe make you not be able to bring your best parenting self. Yeah, that's like Dr. Even. Merrick said that conditions including racial bias, disinvestment in communities of color, and yep. lack of access to support systems all drive disparities in
0: Yeah. That that must be the reason why there are these uh, racial disparities in child killing and child abuse in New York cities. It's that lack of investment in communities of color. So sure that's a abuse.
1: But black families in New York City are so more likely than Hispanic and Asian families to be accused of neglect or abuse, or to have their children removed, even though Hispanic and Asian families have higher poverty rates. A New York Times analysis of eighty-three child homicides from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty-two found that Black children in the city were killed in cases where family members were charged at about seven times the rate for white. and children and three times the rate for Hispanic children. Several black parents with recent ACS cases said in interviews that they felt they would have been treated differently if they were white. I think ACS's goal was to prove abuse, said Milana Gerard, 25, who lost the right to be alone with her infant son for nearly a year after he was found to have 16 fractured ribs. Even after she gave ACS from a special...
0: Yeah, the kid had 16 fractured ribs for, you know, for completely ordinary reasons. It wasn't that she was a neglectful mother. Man, just imagine she was blocked from seeing a kid for a year just because a kid was found to have 16 fractured ribs.
1: Listen, stating that the fractures were probably caused by a genetic variant. The agency waited five months before clearing her. Mr. Gerard? works for a nonprofit and lives in the South Bronx, said she believed that if she were white and richer, ACS would have tried harder to find out what was going on with my son. Disparities in the child welfare system persist in New York City, even as the overall number of children removed and placed in foster care continues to fall, from 40,000 in the late 90s
0: to 14,000 a decade ago. 7,000 yeah so it used to be that you took kids away from abusive situations just like you put crazy you know ranting homeless people in insane asylums now we've emptied out the insane asylums we're leaving kids in abusive homes and are we really better off I mean was the uh, stolen generation really worse off than being removed from frequently abusive situations and given it an education and the ability to build an honourable life maybe the Rabbit Proof Fence name of a famous Australian movie about uh, the stolen generation of half Aboriginal, half white kids who were taken from their frequently abusive indigenous families and raised you know as uh, good Australians, given the ability to read and write, given job skills, given discipline, right? raise them in an the environment much more suited for their thriving, maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. That's what we're doing now, the more we're putting these kids in the hands of social workers and schools and feeding them at schools and having them spend as little time at home in the ghetto with their parents, Essentially the same thing as what was castigated for in rabbit-proof Fence* in the stolen generation. G'day May Forty here. Fascinating article in The New Yorker, how hospice became a for-profit hustle.
2: $1,000 Rolls-Royce that was later confiscated by the government. Nelson, who was convicted earlier this year of seven counts of health care fraud told me that he'd fallen victim to greedy hospice entrepreneurs who had done hundreds of third-grader-level forgeries of his signature when racking up illegal enrollments, and that he'd assumed other forms he'd signed were truthful. Nelson awaits sentencing and has filed a motion challenging the verdict. The Mississippi Delta has an acute shortage of primary care providers, a problem that contributes to the region's poor health outcomes. When I visited some of the fraud victims in the case, all of whom were black, they told me that the experience of being duped had deepened their mistrust of a healthcare system that already seemed out of reach.
0: Yeah, if you're low IQ, right, <laughs> you're gonna be duped a lot. Right?
2: Some of the patients Nelson had approved for hospice were in their forties and fifties. One had cognitive disabilities and another couldn't read. Marjorie and Jimmy
0: Brown, former high school sweethearts in their 70s. Yeah, so this for-profit hospice industry, they're, they're doping people up with opioids and uh, killing them off early to turn a profit. And this is a New York Times article on, is New York's child welfare system racist? Some of its own workers say yes. Keep in mind, most of the workers and most of the supervisors here are black. My
1: son. Disparities in the child welfare system persist in New York City, even as the overall number of children removed and placed in foster care continues to fall, from 40,000 in the late 90s to 14,000 a decade ago to under 7,000 today. Once black families are in the system, the outcomes of their cases are more likely to be severe. As this year began, 4,300 black children were in foster care, about one in 90, while only 406 white children were, about one in 1,100.
0: Wow, so it sounds like there's a problem in part of the African American community with parenting, or maybe it's white racism, can't quite figure it out.
1: The racial gap has also defied years of attempts by ACS to close it. ACS has had an Office of Equity Strategies since 2017. Great. It has a Racial Equity and Cultural Competence Committee and an Equity Action Plan. It requires implicit bias training for staff. It assigns a growing percentage of its caseload to a non-investigative track that connects families to the help they need. ACS supported legislation that raised the evidence threshold for substantiating abuse reports and that required bias training for mandated reporters of abuse, including teachers and medical workers. Gladys Carrion, ACS's commissioner from 2014 to 2016, said that the challenges the agency faced were universal and enormous. There is no child welfare system in the U.S. stands out as being able to have effectively dealt with the issue of disparity, she said.
0: To ACS's credit... So it sounds like uh, different groups might have uh, different commitments and different abilities with parenting.
1: They've tried a bunch of things, maybe more than other jurisdictions, and none of them has moved the needle. She added that the agency faced the impossible task of keeping every child safe without over-policing families. This is the only place which has a standard that you can never make a mistake," she said. In October 2020, while the study conducted by the National Innovation Service was underway, ACS's then commissioner, David Hansel, touted it to the city council. We must listen even when it is difficult, he said, and we must look critically at our own attitudes even when it is painful. In the survey, many ACS workers focused on how allegations of neglect, a broad category that includes inadequate guardianship, food, clothing...
0: Yeah, we have astronomically increased the definition of abuse. There was no such category of child abuse prior to the 1960s, and ever since then we keep maximizing the definition of abuse to anything that is short of encouraging human flourishing.
1: ...or shelter and accounts for two-thirds of all maltreatment reports are used to sweep poor families into the system. Mandated reporters, ACS workers complained, often file reports that describe conditions indicating poverty but not neglect. Teachers make reports based on the cleanliness.
0: Yeah, so if te- any of these parents say, oh, you know, can't afford to feed my kids. Uh, Like It costs a couple of dollars to make a decent breakfast. Come on, man.
1: A child's clothing, or whether they bring food to school.
0: He counts my ferry.
1: Caseworkers said they spent so much time chasing unfounded neglect claims that it became harder for them to protect children from abuse. They suggested the agency push lawmakers for clearer neglect standards. Emma Ketteringham who heads the Bronx Defenders' family practice and participated in the survey, said that nothing appeared to have changed at ACS since the report. The bigger picture here, Ms. Ketteringham said, is that we have ACS publicly committing to be an anti-racist organization and then not even sharing the findings publicly, let alone implementing them. Angel Charles, a 37-year-old travel nurse, thought her dealings with ACS were behind her. Miss Charles, who herself experienced sexual and physical abuse had three children removed for abuse and neglect in her early 20s and she did nothing wrong after her 3 year old son burned himself on a radiator she allowed her children to miss school and she kept an unsanitary apartment, her lawyer said
0: she's the victim here